Welcome to the Faith Dialogue Podcast with your host, Pastor Ken Baer. Are you ready to swim in the deep end of the Bible pool or climb to the top of Faith Mountain? If so, open the eyes that see, those ears that hear, and a heart that is receptive. Get your cup of coffee and your Bible as we begin. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll go from there and see what happens. So, Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to get together like this and uh, be able to, to have a Bible study, uh, even if it's online. We give you all the praise and the glory for that. Uh, we, are, uh, we just pray right now, Lord, for the, not only the people at Windsor, people in this country, uh, this COVID-19 that has such a, a nasty effect on people's uh, continents. The, the, the fear factor is huge. So we just pray, Lord, that you give us all peace in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we are in parable number 26 out of 46. And uh, we're looking at the parable of in the Gospel of Luke called The Friend That Came at Midnight. So it's an interesting parable. So I want to go ahead and read it to you and we'll get started there. So this is uh, Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. And he said, that's Jesus, and he said to them, Watch which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now here's the thing, I want to make sure that we finish the rest of what the Bible has to say. Remember Paul Harvey said, and here's the rest of the story? Well here's the rest of the parable. Verse 9, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So today we're in parable number 26 out of 46. I just read it to you. This is the parable of the friend that came at midnight. And as you recall, we see that we saw that Jesus always said, always spoke in parables. In fact, in one place in the Bible it says, without parables He never spoke. Well, that's hyperbole. We know that Jesus spoke many times, but the idea is this, is that he often used parables as a way to be able to get our attention. And when, he, when Jesus was asked why he spoke in parables, this is what he said. This is in Luke 8, just a few chapters prior to the, this gospel. Jesus says this, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that although seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. Did you hear that? Jesus said that he spoke in parables so that we would know secrets in the kingdom of God or mysteries in the kingdom of God. Now, often when we take a look at a mystery movie, we follow the mystery movie until we understand exactly uh, who done it. 
And that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to be able to read these parables and understand the parables so that we understand about the kingdom of God. And we've said before that in the kingdom of God, the kingdom kingdom actually is 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 two two different words. It has it has king in it, meaning that we're going to be looking for the the king, and the other is the dominion or the domain. So it's the domain of the king. That's the kingdom of God. We're looking for the king in the kingdom of God. But to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. So that's, that should be exciting. What Jesus is saying is that these parables, if we study them, if we apply them, if we understand them, they will tell us secrets of the kingdom of God. And I don't know about you, but that's, that's why I read these, these words of Jesus in red. These are the words of Jesus in red. These are the secrets of the kingdom of God that he wants us to understand. So as it says that though seeing some may not understand, even though they read these things, they're not going to understand. That means that almost all of the parables are likely to have a lot of people um, that have misconceptions about what the parables are. They'll, they'll read these parables and they'll immediately jump to some conclusion about what the parable is. And actually, the parable is much more than that. So let's, let's talk about some of the first misconceptions. So one of the misconceptions is that um, Jesus is not comparing the reluctant friend uh, with the Heavenly Father. He's actually contrasting two. So there's a, there's, a, there's a simple way that we can start comparing what this friend is doing. He knocks at the door and the other man in the door says, you might be my friend, but, but go away. I'm, I'm sleeping right now. Uh, I don't have the opportunity to be able to help you. Uh, come back some other time. And Jesus is, Jesus is not saying that he's comparing the Heavenly Father to this man in the room, he's actually contrasting the two. If you, if you read the parable carefully, you'll see that there's a contrast because Jesus says in the parable, let me read it for you, he says, he said, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say this, and I say to you though he will not rise and give him because he is my friend, his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as much as he needs. So the idea is this is that Jesus is not comparing the man in the, in the room that's being woken up at midnight with the Heavenly Father. He's contrasting the two. He's saying if you're able to do this, just being a human, if you're able to do this, how much more would the Heavenly Father be able to do it? So, so number one, Jesus is not comparing the reluctant friend with the Heavenly Father. He's not teaching us that the kingdom of God, uh, in the kingdom of God, our Father is like the reluctant friend who needs to be persuaded. See, God doesn't need to be persuaded to give you good things. God wants to give you good things. So it's not that he has to be persuaded. God is already wanting to do that. Um, or nor is, is, you know, man is coming at midnight. The man is already asleep. Well, God doesn't sleep. Uh, in fact, the Bible said God is not a man that he needs to, to do these types of things. So God's not sleeping. God's always willing to be able to, to take your prayer request, to be able to, to hear from you, to be able to communicate with God. All we need to do is just, just reach out to God, and God is willing to communicate with us and hear from us and to be able to answer our, our pleas. Now one of the things that's interesting here is that that uh, this man is, is coming at midnight and why is he coming at midnight? The request is that somebody has come to his house and he wants to be a good host and to be able to give him some bread but he has no bread. 
Well, if we understand a little bit about the Jewish culture at the time, in fact, this is a culture that we have in this in, in many places in the world, um, where hospitality is really key. And the idea with hospitality is that somebody came to your door and needed to be able to be taken in. That was kind of required that you would be able to take them in and give them something to eat. So this man, this friend, had somebody come to him at midnight and he had no bread. So he needed to go out and find some bread. He needed to be able to find that. So God takes this idea of hospitality uh, to, uh, to a high degree that the man is willing to be able to knock on somebody's door. Now, one of the things that's interesting in this parable is that many of these parables, we have to kind of use other parables or understand what we understand about the kingdom of God and apply it to this cir circumstances. In this parable, Jesus actually tells us exactly what the parable is about. It's not about a man seeking bread. It's not about a reluctant God or a reluctant person. It's actually about the persistence that we need to be able to ask of God. Because that's exactly what it says. Remember I said, verse 9, we see the rest of the story. Let me read it to you again. He says, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So there are times in your life, and maybe today, that there's things that you really want to be able to ask God. You want to be able to ask God. Maybe there's a prayer request that you've had for a long time. Could be for anything. Could be for healing. It could be financial conditions. It could be this COVID-19 that's going on right now. Maybe it's, it's got you afraid and maybe you're reaching out to God for, for help. Help for yourself, for your family, for a friend in need, or even for this country. And God is saying here is that keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on being persistent and keep on asking God. God wants you to come to him with his request. It goes on, verse 11 says, If a son asks for bread from any father among you, any father among you, the least of the fathers. I mean, I had a great father. You might have had a good father, but I, I, knew, I knew some of my friends that their fathers didn't seem to care much. But Jesus is saying, If a son asks for bread from any father among you, would that father give him a serpent instead? Of course not. Might not be the best father in the world, but he's not going to give him something that harms him. Fathers give good gifts to their children. Fathers give good gifts to their children. God is comparing a good father to the heavenly father. It says, or if he asks him for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Ooh. <laughs> Bread and eggs versus serpents and scorpions. Of course not. Any father among you is not going to give a serpent or a scorpion when they're being asked for bread or, or for an egg, especially from a child. So if you're able to do that, it says this, verse 13, it says, If you then, being evil, how, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father? How much more will your heavenly father? You know, I don't want you to ever be reluctant about going to the Lord in prayer or being able to ask the Lord basically anything. You know, that, that's exactly why Jesus came. Jesus came to basically take down that barrier between man and God. You know, back if we read the Old Testament, we find there was a time when uh, there was a priesthood 
and the, the priests were go-betweens. You, you couldn't go directly to God, you had to have a priest in between you. In fact, during the time of Moses, it was Moses that went up onto Mount Sinai, and he was the one uh, that was the one that was able to, to see God, to be able to interact with God. But we don't have that anymore. Now we have Jesus as the high priest, and he's sitting and making intercession for us. So we can go directly to God. We can go directly to God in Jesus' name. Remember, Jesus taught us to pray in his name. He said, up to this, up to this time you haven't done this, but in the future I want you to ask in my name. So we go to the Father as a child, and we go to the Father, and he's a good father and he wants to be able to give good gifts to his children. And th this parable is basically telling us that God wants to be able to be bothered. He wants to be able to hear your prayer. He wants to be able to hear your request. And if you've made the request once and you still don't have the answer you're looking for, keep on asking. God doesn't mind if we keep on asking him the same thing. He never tires of us uh, asking him for good things. The Father wants to be able to give us good things. And this is what it's saying again. So now that you know what the parable is actually talking about, let me take, it, let me take you through it again. This time a little slower and we'll kind of comment as we go. So in, the comment, on, on, in this parable, it says this, he said, And Jesus said to them, Which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And see, this is the setting of the story. We're saying, imagine somebody has come in, and before the gift of hospitality, he needs to be able to feed these people something. Feeding somebody, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. So, and he doesn't have any bread. So instead he goes to his neighbor, to his friend, and starts beating on the door and saying, I need to be able to find some, some bread. Do you have some bread? But, but the man says, but, it, but it's at midnight. And the man answers from within and he says, don't trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. So it seems like his, his, his request is gonna be turned down. And Jesus is giving this not to compare our Heavenly Father with what the man is doing but to contrast it. So he's saying this is that even though it's at midnight and the doors are already locked and the man's already in, already in bed, he says, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he's a friend, yet because of his persistence he'll rise and give him as many as he needs. See, it was the persistence that allowed the friend, the human friend, to be able to provide for his friend in need. And Jesus is saying this, he says, don't lose hope. Keep on asking, keep on requesting because your heavenly father knows that you're in need of these things and the heavenly father wants to be able to give you good gifts. And then, and then Jesus goes on and he says, so I say to you, ask and it will be, ask and knock and it will be open to you. Uh, seek and you will find for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks find and to him who knocks it will be open. God wants us to be persistent. He, they want, God wants us to feel like we're free to come to Him and to be able to continue to ask God, even, even when we feel that He hasn't asked, answered us sufficiently. You might have a financial need. You might have a need for healing. You might have a need for somebody in your family. And it's a continuing need. I, I have friends that have been praying for their family members for 30, 40, 50 years. 
30, 40, 50 years, they keep on asking. They keep on, they keep on requesting. They keep on seeking. They keep on knocking. And God says he wants us to do that. He wants us to keep asking, to keep seeking, and to keep knocking because God wants us to be able to give good things. It says this, it says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Again, these are contrasted. Bread versus a stone? Of course not. Even a bad father provides for his children from time to time. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Of course not. If he asks for an egg, will he give him a, scor a scorpion? Of course not. Good fathers, even human fathers, know how to give good things to their children. And this is where Jesus summarizes. He says, if you then, being evil, isn't that something? God looks at the human race and he realizes that we're evil in our hearts. That even the best of us understand that we can't be anything like God. God is all holy, he's all perfect, he's all knowing. We are anything but, anything but. I, I, you know, from time to time I can be a pretty good father. From time to time I can be a pretty good husband. But from time to time I also fail. But here's the good thing, God never fails. God never fails because he's the good father. He's the one that knows exactly what we need. He hears every single one of our prayers and he's always willing to give us good things. Now, the very last verse is important on this because it, it, it basically takes the whole parable into a different light. And listen to this, it says, verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Isn't that something? A little bit of a twist on the end. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to give us good things, all kinds of good things, and, they, and we should keep on knocking and keep on asking and keep on seeking God. And all the things that we need, all the things that we need, the Father knows we need these things, and He wants us to ask. He wants us to in increase our faith and strengthen our faith by asking for the things that rightly can come from Him. But the twist on this is, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? Oh my goodness, we all need the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the life-giving Spirit. The life-giving Spirit. It's without, without the Holy Spirit, no one can see God. We've got to be able to have the Holy Spirit. So, the Bible says that if we pray, we want to be in the will of God. So when we're in the will of God, we know that we will receive what we ask for because it's according to God's will. Well, let me tell you, the God... God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three gods in one, these personalities, the Holy Spirit is given to anyone that asks. How much more, the parable says, will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of Him? Who ask of Him. Isn't that good? I like that. One of the things I want to be able to, to focus on um, briefly is this idea of, I know there's many people that feel they don't want to bother uh, God with some of their requests. There's people that feel, um, I've talked with, with people as a pastor over the last 20 years, I've talked with people that are, they feel ashamed. Uh, maybe there's been sin in their life or some things are going on or they might have gotten themselves in a situation uh, that's now out of control. And it might have started little by little um, and all of a sudden now they realize that uh, they really need help. They, they can't do it on their own. Well, this is what this, is what this parable is for. We should never feel ashamed to be able to go to our Heavenly Father and, and be transparent with Him, be able to ask Him anything that we want to be able to ask. And the Holy Spirit 
will be able to be provided to us. The Holy Spirit is the discerner of truth. And so if we ask God of these for good things, God will give us good things. We should never be ashamed or never be shy about asking God for the things that we truly need. It says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? It says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's talk a little bit more about this idea of persistence. You know, there, are, there have been times when my children were very, very persistent about something that I didn't think was a, a good thing for them. They kept on asking and asking and asking. And it was through their persistence, I ended up giving them something that actually wasn't very good for them. But here's the good news. If you continue to be persistent with God, if you keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on asking uh, the Lord for the things that you feel that you need, and God knows those things are not good for you, the Heavenly Father's not going to give you things that aren't good for you. He's only going to give you the good things, the right types of things. So you never have to worry about asking God for things that you're not quite sure whether or not it's really the right thing for you or not. God knows the right things for you. And all you have to do is just keep on asking. God wants you to bring all of your requests to God. Bring all of your requests to God. You know, there's one part in the Bible um, that it talks about worry. You know, today I, I realize there's a lot of people that are, that are frightened, that are afraid. But the Bible says, uh, don't worry. Don't worry for anything. Um, the, their Heavenly Father knows how to be able to give you the things that you need. Um, and Jesus uses the opportunity when he talks about worry to say, look around you. Look at the lilies of the field. Look at, look at how beautiful they are. There's nothing they do. The, the Holy Father, the, 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 the Father provides for them everything that they need. Um, worry is not going to be able to, to add an inch to your, to your height. Uh, worry is not going to be able to do any of those things. Uh, you, what you need to do is you need to just kind of let it go. And the reason we can let it go is because we can ask God. We can ask God all the things that are troubling us, all the things that are bothering us. We can always go to God and God will be able to provide the very things that we do need. Talking about persistence, I'm reminded of the story of Daniel in the Old Testament. Uh, and Daniel was, uh, was an um, Israelite and he was captured by the Babylonians and they came and they took him away. And at the same time, uh, Babylon, uh, Daniel was a very, very bright uh, young man and he became a prince in, fair, in, in the court um, of the Babylonians. And God gave him uh, visions and visions and dreams and fasting and and Daniel reached out to God and he was troubled and he was asking God for certain answers and it took a while but I want to read you the story out of Daniel 10 still not received an answer to his prayer one day an angel yeah an angel came and visited him to tell him that his prayers were heard from the very first day but God's help was delayed because of the work of an evil spirit isn't that something? So God heard the very first day, and Daniel didn't receive the answer to his prayer, but the angel came and told him exactly why it was delayed. Uh, chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come to in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days, then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of principle. See, 
what would it, and here's this, I'm not going to get into this king of Persia or the angelic warfares. I want to bring up this, I brought this story up for one purpose. What would, what would have happened if Daniel would have stopped praying after just five days or six days or seven days? It was 21 days later that Daniel received his answer in the form of an angel coming to him and telling him the story and telling him the things that Daniel really needed to know. What would have happened if Daniel would have stopped praying after seven days? You see, God wants us to keep on praying, keep on asking, keep on knocking. Because if we, we knock and we ask and we pray, we'll ultimately receive the things that God knows that we really need to be able to get by. So why don't we go ahead and close in prayer and we'll go from there. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this time of prayer. You've been listening to Faith Dialogue with Pastor Ken Baer, recorded live at Celebrate Seniors, a ministry of Faith Dialogue. You can listen to or watch all of the recordings at Faith Dialogue by going to www.faithdialogue.org.